Hello, welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 43. This week my guest is fellow fantasy writer Martin Dukes and we have a good old chat about all things fantasy and also he's a fellow artist so we had a good chat about that too so stick around for that section. So at my desk this week Well, at my desk this week, I was having a little think as I was out walking my dog and fiddling about in the morning about the best time to get some writing done. And as I talked to all these different authors that are, you know, kind enough to come along and join us on the podcast, um, it's quite interesting the different times that we find to work. Now, for myself, I'm not very good in the morning. I've probably mentioned this before. I'm, I'm really not very good in the morning. And in fact, when the world of work was was more traditional and I was a teacher and I had to get up and get cracking in the morning, I always found it terribly hard to really get myself into gear. And what I found was when I used to be at work for eight o'clock in the morning and have an hour's drive beforehand, that the only way I could get round it was in fact to get up very early indeed so that I had a couple of hours before I had to really, you know, pay attention to what was going on with the day. And teaching a class, you know, you really do need to pay attention. And that was that was the way around it. But of course, things are different now. I don't teach anymore. I don't do supply teaching. I'm just a full time writer. And so, you know, my day is my own. And I do find, especially now since my husband's retired, he retired about two years ago. Uh, and he used to be one of these people that would get up at like 5.30 every morning, you know, no matter what whether it was the weekend or whatever, he was, he's always been a very early, early bird. But now he's a bit older. He's not getting up quite so early. So, you know, in the morning, I don't kind of hear him getting up, going downstairs. He, he's sort of, sometimes I'm up first, which is, you know, quite a turn up for the books. But what I find is I'm not a morning person. Now you'd think, because I sleep with a dog, <laughs> I sleep with a whippet, that the whippet would wake me up. You know, you'd think a dog in your bed would be like, oh, you know, it's morning, the birds are singing, let's go. But whippets really aren't like that. And anybody that has a whippet will know that, that whippets are inherently, um, I wouldn't say lazy, let's call it relaxing. And in the morning, especially if it's a bit chilly, you know, Evie's very snuggled up next to me. She's kind of got one one head over my hip and she's, she's lying there. She doesn't want to get out and get in the cold and have to get the day started so she pretty much stays where she is um so that's delightful so I do find I get up a little bit later and then my husband gets up a little bit later and so by the time we've kind of wafted downstairs in the morning and I've dealt with the dog and had a bit of breakfast and a cup of tea and got myself showered and dressed you know I have to say it is knocking on like 10 o'clock which is ridiculous really anyway the my point of talking about this is that I'm really not very good first thing in the morning I might muck about with the social media a little bit and you know and once I'm up and dressed and I've walked the dog around the block I, I probably would do chores I do a few house jobs I, I do what I call you know writing chores I'll do my email I'll put something up on social media especially if I've got something ready on drafts to go up on TikTok or any other little bits and I, I kind of answer a few letters and do a few bits look at my lists think what I want to do in the day and I kind of press on with that and then if I get to my desk about 11 well I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that that's that's pretty good if I actually get to do something and actually switch the computer on and do something meaty 
it's very unlikely that I do anything creative at this point, though. I can carry on with jobs that are already on the way, you know, like a bit of editing or, you know, some artwork that doesn't require any great stretch of imagination. And, and I could do that. But, but really making new stuff, using the creative mind, not really, not really until after lunch. Once I've had my lunch and I'm, you know, then come back into the room, I, I, I pretty much work all afternoon. I might take a break in the middle of the afternoon and have a bit of a cup of tea and a bit of cake or something, a bit of a rest, maybe shut my eyes if the sun's out, get a deck chair. But pretty much I'll walk, work through and I'll work on into the evening as well, especially if I kind of feel that I'm not really wanted to go and watch telly for, for the first thing. And usually my husband's busy with his own little odds and ends. And so I'll probably come back to work after tea and work on till about eight o'clock. So, you know, that's my writing routine. Why am I telling you this? Well, I'm saying it because I think there's an awful lot of twaddle out there about getting to your desk very early and writing morning pages the minute you wake up and tapping into your creative mind from the moment, you know, that your mind is more creative first thing in the morning, you know, between waking and sleeping and all that thing. Um, for me personally, no, I haven't ever found that. I've always been, you know, pretty reluctant to get going. You know, I mean, I'm up and about and I'm doing stuff, but I just can't do anything, you know, very amazing first thing. So, so that's me. So that's me at my desk. But I'm, you know, if you imagine me sitting here first thing in the morning, you're actually wrong. I'm at my desk after lunch and I'll work through, you know, a long, a long afternoon and early evening is about when I get things done. OK, so anyway, enough of me twaddling on track, rabbiting on about nonsense. Um, come and meet Martin Dukes. He was lovely to talk to. We had a good old chat and um, I know you're going to like him too. On the Words and Pictures podcast this week, my guest is Martin Dukes and uh, he's written quite a lot of books. I've been looking at his stuff. And uh, so, Martin, welcome to the podcast. It seems that you're writing a lot of YA books, but also you've just started to write for adults something a bit more edgy um your hearts of ice and stone is just is it out now that one it's out now yeah i'm presently writing the sequel to it so yeah yeah oh well done so do you, do you normally write looks like you normally write in sequence so do i actually yeah um i i can't really i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a very um planning ahead very much kind of person i just see where things take me really um, I think they on on TikTok you hear of pantsers and um, plotters. Winters. That's the one, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, uh, I'm not really a plotter in that respect. Um, I think it takes out the spontaneity and also the enjoyment. I mean, if you have to uh, sit down with you know flow charts and um, analyze everything to the nth degree, I think it kind of uh, stumps on the enjoyment of doing it in the first place whereas it's kind of an adventure really isn't it yeah I think it is and I think uh I think a nicer way to, to um rather than panster I think I've heard it called discovery writing and I think that's oh, yeah, like that's, that. that's that's <laughs> that's a nice that's a nice way to put it I'm I'm a bit of both I I write I, I plan a little bit but not to the nth degree where I've actually planned scenes you know, mm. you know, I have I have a story flow. I know yeah. I know where the story beats are going to hit, and I kind of know. But in in amongst that, I I pretty much let my imagination get on with it because I think my imagination is good at doing that. And and like you say, that is the enjoyment of it. And especially, I think we both write fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and it's great to just let your 
see what your mind pops up with. And it's 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 incredible, isn't it, to let it do it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I've just um I've just started reading your King's Assassin, and uh, I would say that you're some amazing flights of imaginative fancy going on there. Oh yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Oh well, I'm I'm happy that you're reading that. Thank you for that. That's well, that's lovely. Yes, it's nice to just let let it go. And I think those early books that I wrote were very much um, not plotted perhaps as well as they should have been. I, I think I'm much better at the story beats now as an older writer. Uh, but like you say, the, the letting yourself just you know go where the muse takes you, I think is is brilliant fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think we're both old teachers, Martin. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to accept both parts of that description. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, so you've written for um, young young adults, yes? Young adults, yeah. My uh, Alex Truman Chronicles. Um, there's two presently published and uh, it's a series of five. And those uh, those are written. So those will be on their way in due course. Yeah, well, that's that's great. And I think it's nice to um, work in different, you know, age groups and genres. I write for children as well. And, uh, you know, and I do the grimdark stuff. And I'm I'm presently writing a bit of a rom-com thing, which I've not really done before. And I and I don't know what's got hold of me, but I really enjoyed doing it. And it's made me laugh as I've written it. And uh, I think it's what that's what's nice about being an independent author. We can kind of do as we uh, that it's the control you get isn't it that's yeah. what uh, i really uh, appreciate in that um i mean you are you you know no one is no one is telling you what to do no one can jump in and say yeah i want you to take that scene out or add this here you know uh, it just gives you the the um, mastery of your own destiny <laughs> yes absolutely and do you think because we were old teachers um uh, you know, I found very much with the teaching life, when I started off, you had a bit of planning on the back of a fag packet. And mm. then as it went on, it became so prescriptive, literally, even when the children, I taught early years, and even when the children came in in the morning, you had to have a plan for that first 10 minutes. Absolutely. And it became, you know, every 20 minutes of your day was mapped out and planned. And I do find as a, you know, as a full-time author now that, I really don't want anybody telling me what to do. I no. I just want to get on with what I want to do now. That's right. And I do. I did feel uh, towards the end of my teaching career that they were trying to squeeze out every moment of joy from it. Really. Yes, me too. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I taught art and design um, and graphic design, and um, I I had I knew exactly what I wanted to do in each lesson. And it was a little bit writing, like writing, I suppose. I think the best lessons were were an adventure because you had um, some kind of goal in mind, but the way you you approached that goal uh, wasn't pre-planned, uh, particularly. And um, because because you're teaching art, you tend to be uh, in my school at least uh, very fortunate to have small classes. So you were as essentially teaching a separate lesson to each individual in the class, and it's impossible to plan for that. And so any any planning which which had been made, you know, when you get inspection inspectors coming in, uh, it was it was redundant within five minutes at the beginning of the lesson because of the way that uh, that the uh, events naturally took place. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I think we were much more student led 
in those early days exactly, we were yeah. allowed to be teachers and allowed mm. to let your personality flow through whereas i think it mm. got it's become far more prescriptive now yeah um, i think it's because they don't trust you anymore <laughs> they don't trust us they don't trust us and most teachers could tell you exactly what each child needs you know mm. we're, we're you know we're dedicated individuals anyway we're going off message <laughs> back, back to the writing i knew we were yeah. um so so you taught you taught art funnily enough i used to be the art coordinator when i was oh, really? um, i was in the in the in the mix um so do you do your own book covers then i um until my most recent book i have done um uh-huh. I, I taught photoshop and after effects for animation for um well since photoshop was invented essentially so although I wouldn't claim to be a high level practitioner, professional in that sense, because I never had to teach it higher than A level standard, uh, I can I can certainly take care of laying out and des- and um, do my own designs. What I can't do very well, I mean, obviously I've taught art, so I can I can draw and paint to a decent standard. But one thing that um, I can't really do is visualize, and that means. Um, seeing an image in your head and being able to render that image uh, on paper or on screen in a convincing manner. So I can take images that other people have made and manipulate those effectively. But to create images from scratch is a different skill altogether. Mm -hmm. And so um, because I needed uh, an image for my new book, um, which I couldn't acquire a photograph for, I, I had to go to some professionals on this occasion. Yeah, and I think when you're doing, I mean, I do a lot of that. I do the manipulating of the images, do my own mm. covers, as I've often said before. And uh, the the cover that I'm doing at the moment, I've I've kind of messed about with it, so I've kind of painted over the face in mm. order to make it look look like a painting. You know, look look less less photographic i suppose you know yeah, yeah um i love photoshop i could muck about in there all day and i've just bought a really big um i'm going to move my screen so you can see i've just bought one of these big graphics tablets on the thing oh yeah have you yeah. got they have you got good. one of those yeah i have yeah i love it the possibilities you get working yeah. with photoshop are just amazing aren't they yeah oh well, back in the day i used to use did you used to use gimp when it first came out i used I heard to of that one. I kind of that was like a free it was almost like a free photoshop oh, yeah. there's lots of there's lots of kind of free versions yeah out there. it would it would um muck up your computer and give you lots of viruses and things but, yeah. uh, but it was it was a free way of learning you know the layers and all that kind of thing and then obviously as time went on i didn't get the photoshop and and here i am yes great fun um Yes, I think your covers look fine. I I didn't look at them and think, "Ooh, a bit homemade or anything." I thought they they look they look pretty good. Yeah, yeah, happy days. So, what you, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, what what are you going to write next then? So, you're writing the serial to this. Are, are, are you like me? Have you got several projects on the go? I've always got too many things going on. Uh, yes, I've got two things uh, at present. As uh, as you say, I've I've kind of finished with YA for a little while because I have mm-hmm. completed that series, uh, which is in the gradual process of publication. But um, the the ones which are, those are those are published through um, a small publishing house, um, Provoco, um, which has been very good to me. Um, but the, I'm independently publishing under my pen name, which is R J Weldrake, and um, so good, good name. Why did you choose that name? Well, one of my favourite authors is Michael Moorcock. I don't know if you've yeah, familiar I know. with this, yeah. 
And um, in his work, he refers to a poet called William Weldrake in some of his work. So I've kind of borrowed his name. So yeah, out there, my, Michael Marcott, thanks for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good fun. It's funny how you, you come up with these names. Yeah, mm. yeah, it, it is. It is quite funny. I think. Yeah. So so you sorry, I've interrupted you as I habitually do. So you're you're working on this new thing now. Yes, um, it's called the Chronicles of Toxandria, and um, it evolved essentially because when I was in my 20s, uh, I was trying to invent a board game. Mm -hmm. And as part of this board game, which was, um, uh, it consisted of a continent with four distinct realms in it, each of which had uh, particular characteristics based on historical um, systems of government and so forth. Uh, and so I had this, this map, which has been on my uh, hall wall for 30 years and um, every time I walked past this map and looked at it uh, it seemed to me that I could write some stories um, taking place in those realms so initially it's going to be four stories four books each one of which is set in this realm uh, in a realm um, in this continent of Toxandria so I've written the first one the second one is due to be um, published on the 3rd of May and that one's called A Trick of the Light so I'm, I've got another two to do. And the first one is kind of you know, starting to come together up there. Yeah, nice. And, and of course, we all love a good fantasy map. I, I've, I've usually yes. got something something <laughs> drawn out on a bit of paper and different things. And it's kind of kind of involves. And I, I quite like it when the when you've got it so clear in your mind, the, fant the, the, the world that you're building, you know, as, as a fantasy writer, when you've got it really clear and then you're you're beginning to really draw it out and do a do a proper a proper thing have you got maps in the front of your book that you've drawn i have yes yeah. good yeah. <laughs> i I've, I've got one but i didn't put it in um and i should have done really but as you know when people buy the copies of me you know if they buy it directly off me then i i put a little map in with it you know because it's just yeah i think that was one of the great joys actually drawing the map and making a little um little north south east west thing mm. on the end and all that kind of thing I, I think it's very much a fantasy writers uh it's it's something that we do we have a little bit of a fascination mm. with maps i think yeah yeah i agree with you yeah uh, there's also something something about world creation isn't there which gives you a uh, a sense of huge power that you can create somewhere, that you can imagine the rivers and the mountains and the cities and the climate and all, all these things. And, you know, when I was a child, that was entirely for my own uh, enjoyment. But now we're writers, uh, the, the opportunity to present that and allow others access into your world is uh, an exciting one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, I kind of like the idea of a board game, though. I think I think you should. Um, I, I, I don't think that's finished yet that that part of you <laughs> i do i do think you need to do that i think that would be maybe great i fun. should go back to that yeah i did get some work out some graphics work out of it because um uh, i went and showed my game to to games workshop oh yeah and they uh, they didn't like the game but they did like the map and so they commissioned me to make a map for another game for them yeah well I, i've heard that that you know there are people out out on the ether that that just create maps for writers, you know, the people mm. that feel that, you know, they're not able to do, you know, haven't got the drawing skills or whatever, that they can, you know, give them the basis of what, what it is you want, you know, and then they'll they'll do the map for you, um, which which is, you know, 
sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Sounds like the trouble with doing art for other people, though, is it's I used to do book covers for people and other little bits of illustration. But I find it's just so time consuming that I I don't feel I'm really getting paid for my time. It really is. I yeah. mean, you'd be better off. You'd be better off sweeping floors, really, if you wanted. Yeah. To, uh, in terms of how much money you get, obviously, it's satisfying doing it. But yeah, you do feel that it's not for you, and you do feel that yeah, you're not being amply remunerated, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think people think that art is quick. They think, oh, you mm. can just draw this, and it'll be there. You know, yeah, and right, and, yeah. and you know, as, as I'm doing this book cover now, you know, as I, and I'm on version six now. You know, mm-hmm. and and it is finally coming together. But you know, it takes it takes a while. It's just like writing; you have to keep making rubbish before you actually get something. Yes, you do. Absolutely, it's an iterative process, isn't it? The, the um, what are you? What is your your project you're working on now? Um, I'm I've written a, a sort of a, a the trouble with the the trouble with me is I I think I'm going to write something normal and then the fantasy element always kicks in. So I was going to write this story about an older woman because not many older heroines, real older heroines. So I thought Mm. I'd do this. But then before I knew it, she was turning into a witch. So (laughs) there you go. So, you know, she's an older woman, woman much like myself. And then she's... um, discovered that she is in fact that she's turned into this this mid-witch or middle-aged witch mm. and and of course it's it's quite funny and there's a you know a bit of spice in it and all that kind of thing you know so I think it's uh it, it's it's interesting to to do that and and like you say we can we can do as we want your more recent thing your hearts of ice and stone uh has has that got more scary because I write the grimdark really you'll find as you mm. go through that thing that you're reading mine it, it is it is quite scary later quite dark. <laughs> yeah yeah it is quite dark I don't look like I write dark I look like I write the wrong yeah. yeah but but um it, I think so is is this got more of a darker element in it would you say I quite um, enjoyed writing the dark stuff I find it very easy Hearts of Ice and Stone is very dark yeah. and um the one I'm presently in the, in the midst of writing the sequel for it is darker still but um my toxandrian um series it, it varies from from story to story like the first one is set in the realm of Eranor which is an empire and is based on my knowledge of the Byzantine empire um so that's not particularly dark i don't think the uh, the one I've, i'm publishing on the 3rd of may that one is quite dark because um the society is based on that of um well i suppose you could call it a cross between ancient carthage and ancient uh, and the aztecs mm-hmm. um so child sacrifice is very much part of the culture yeah uh, so it's, it's quite grim in that respect and the story um follows uh the adventures of a girl who was intended to be a child sacrifice but uh evaded that that fate um and then finds that the whole of the resources of the state are devoted to tracking her down uh, essentially so that that is quite dark i think i mean human sacrifice is probably one of the darkest aspects of the human experience over the years isn't it yeah yeah very very dark yeah i, I, I mean it's even I mean, I mean, it's murder, obviously, but it's kind of murder on a darker level than anything. It, it really is. Yeah, it? yeah. Well, the... and also children. Anything, you know. Uh, yeah. I, 
yeah when, when you're sort of thinking about you know hurting hurting children or dogs yeah. <laughs> i don't i can't hurt dogs dogs or kids yeah, yeah. Yeah. i'm in the same situation yeah yeah exactly it is a funny thing um so let me just ask you this is which is a funny thing as we're both fantasy writers uh so you said you, this thing was built on the world of erinor the continent continent of erinor it's a continent of toxandria Continent of Toxandria, and uh, but what I'm picking up here is I really like these words Toxandria, Erinor. How how do you how do you build how do you make your words? What's what's your process? If you want to share it, you might not want to share it, yeah, Martin. <laughs> yeah. Apart from um, writing and um, my artistic uh, adventures, you could call them. Uh, the other thing I do is I read history, so um, mm. very interesting history, and a lot of the names um, evolve from that essentially. I mean, you can get these name generators, can't you, online? Which, but I, I, I have a little little patience for names which, um, which you know, don't roll off the tongue at all, or which yes. are are difficult to remember. Yeah. So I try to make sure that the names um, have some kind of historical foundation, if I can. So the ones in uh, in Erinor tend to be based on Greek and Roman models, essentially. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ones uh, in um, the realm of Varnacor, which is the, the child sacrificing country. Mm, I like that as well. Um, Varnacor, that's a good word. I like that. Yeah, yeah they tend to um, be based more, have a lot of Zs and Gs in them and um, be based more on, uh, well, uh, Carthaginian examples, essentially, which had lots of those. And um, ones deriving from um, Phoenician culture, um, Back in the ancient Mediterranean, so there is some kind of historical foundation to them. But I, I, I do think uh, names have got to have got to be memorable and, and be pleasant to produce, to pronounce as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, and, and you kind of know, don't you, whether whether the word fits. I have a yeah. funny thing that I sometimes uh, I see. I do quite like those name generators, and sometimes I just sit with a pad. And I just play with those name generators. I can't even think what any of them are called. There's, there's several out there. And if you put fantasy name generator into, oh, yeah. into a search engine, you'll get many of them. Um, and I just sit there and I just play with it for, uh, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour or something. And I and I write anything that I like. The sound. I'm not looking for a specific thing. I'm not looking for a place or a name of a person or anything like that. I just write anything that I think... Oh, I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. And I just write them all down. And then when I'm actually writing, if I suddenly think, oh, gosh, so what's this town called? Or what's this person? Or what did he name his horse? Or his dagger or whatever nonsense I've I've cooked up or the religion. It could be a bigger thing, you know. And Mm. then I kind of look down my list, which is which becomes quite copious and and something will just pop out. And I think, oh, yes, that's what it is. And sometimes when I'm writing, because I'm dyslexic, I've often said before, sometimes when I've written something so badly, sometimes I look at it and I think, oh, I quite like that. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> sometimes they're just absolute, yeah. that I've just written something. And, yeah, written it, and it's just come out in some garbled thing. And then when I look at it closely, I think, actually, I quite like that. And it goes on this list of made-up nonsense, you know, mm. that that I've I've used a name generator to help me with and then I've fiddled with it a little bit more to kind of fit it in and like you say I like things to be able to uh to go off the tongue I like them to be able to you know I always speak it aloud because I think it's annoying if things are too long or too many hyphens or 
you know yes. that kind of thing, that, and you you don't know how to it. pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and that's part of the joy of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's the control, isn't it? Yeah. Control. So as we're both artists, do you find that? I mean, I'm doodling here as I speak. I'm drawing a, a small monster here as, as we chat. <laughs> do you do you find you're constantly? You know, I I draw weapons all the time all the time my my if you look through my 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 notebooks which are obviously a terrible garbled mess because my dyslexia they're covered in daggers and things with horns and lots of teeth and stuff like that how about you what's your yeah. what's your doodle martin i want to know i very often start with an eye do you ah that's yeah. interesting um which is a starting point and and from there the doodle can kind of work its way out and uh approach the nose and the mouth and the forehead and the hair and 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 take it from there really that's where 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 i usually begin begin with but um i don't know I, since i've stopped when i when i left my job um it was really was like just drawing a line under under that uh, aspect of my life and i haven't apart from um a little bit of painting i did a few years ago which was um uh essentially still life uh, i haven't really done that much creative in the uh, in the artistic sense apart from my book covers apart from the book covers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I must say most of my art uh, has got a purpose mm. you know i i i mean i apart from the, the constant doodling you know uh but i think i think it's quite interesting what about if somebody gives you a piece of clay or a piece of play-doh what do you make with that i always make a gargoyle do you? Yeah, always oh, yeah. make a gargoyle. <laughs> it always ends up with a four-legged beast. It does kind. it. Yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah. Someone, someone told me that um, uh, making a hippopotamus is a very difficult thing to do. So ah. I often start trying to make a hippopotamus. Yes, that's that's interesting. Hippopotamus. I, do, I quite often <laughs> I quite often make elephants actually as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a hippopotamus, but you know I make gargoyles like you'd see on on gothic churches or oh yeah i love those things. yeah with the yeah, yeah, happy, yeah. Day, happy days yes it's interesting how they uh i think it's interesting when your mind is at rest and you're 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 not consciously thinking about what it is that you're doing that that you know if if you can draw it's interesting what comes out you know when you're talking to other people or you're just yeah, yeah, just a true telly. expression of your self-conscious. Yes, conscious. yes, that's it. A lot, yeah, so a, a lot of weapons and eyes for you. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very. And are they human eyes or, or have they always got, I, I think if I was drawing an eye, and I'm obviously drawing one now, I'm I'm giving it a, a slit pupil like it's a cat. Yeah, yeah, like a goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it, it does vary. It varies. Mm. I very... Um, yeah, I suppose it's uh, it depends where you are at that moment in, in terms of your inner world, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's always nice to. Uh, I think in, that's one of the things, things we do as writers is uh, is uh, we are making our inner world into our outer world, aren't we? Essentially. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think you know I've talked to on here. I've been very lucky because I've had such a broad spectrum of people writing lots of different things and in lots of different phases of their writing journey and and it's always fascinating to talk to people that write you know proper horror or you know that kind of thing and what lovely people are <laughs> when you when you chat to them and, and and I was talking to you know over, over these the course of this and and it's fascinating that they are 
they just seem very grounded and very very you know possibly getting the dark side out is quite a healthy thing to do you know possibly i think possibly in the middle in the modern world we we all have to put this very nice persona on all mm. the time and, and probably as the writer you get to do something a bit more so it's quite cathartic you're saying this yes uh, yeah I getting think it so. out of you yeah yeah I, there's yeah. definitely something in that yeah yeah definitely yes oh well happy days <laughs> see the thing is i write these notes martin and then i just ignore them because i'm we just go off into some crazy <laughs> crazy thing like i always do um <laughs> so so you've got two author names how are you finding running the two author names because i have another author name because uh, i write for children under tiger molly and i have to say it is a bit of a drag <laughs> it is a bit because yeah. um it, it's difficult enough promoting yourself under one name without um without trying to do so under another one as well so i haven't really tried to keep them um, very distinct i'm not making any secret of the fact that i, no. I the two names um and yeah, I mean the, the the big the big issue all of us indie authors find is, is visibility, isn't it? And uh, you know, raising your head above the parapet so that people notice it and whatever. So yeah. <laughs> so you don't you don't have like two two social media accounts. You just just have the two names on your books. You know how 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 far is it separated? Well, my my uh, my own website um, doesn't distinguish between the two uh, the two names essentially. And uh, obviously different email addresses and things like that. Um, but my social media um, accounts also keep us together, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah. Know. I think I mean, I've got it. I've got it separate at the moment. But, I, you know, I just find I'm always I'm always neglecting the children's. Yeah, it, side. It's so difficult just to, you know, yeah. uh, when you're trying to be a writer, uh, you I'm not saying I resent time spent on social media because I do enjoy some of it and you have to do it, don't you? Um, but I think if I was trying to manage uh, a separate identities accounts as well as the main one, I think that would be uh, too onerous, really. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm fairly happy with all the way things are, are progressing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it is. I think it is tricky. Um, I do like your TikToks. That's why I found you on TikTok, and oh, and, and I like the uh, I like the very uh, you were sitting there, but just feeling very exasperated one day about uh, the KDP. You were trying to oh. load something up, and you were having having a moment, and and it, I just really related to that, and I thought that was that's actually very honest that you're just going. Mm. You know what? I'm actually actually it's pulling my me. hair. Yeah, it's <laughs> killing me. Yeah. Because some of it is, you know, as an indie author where, you know, it's it's great fun and all the rest of it. But we have to learn a lot all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a natural social media person at all, really. Uh, probably, uh, I probably I doubt that I would have. I mean, I'm on um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I'm missing one, aren't I? Twitter. Twitter. Um, yeah. And I, I, I doubt if I'd be on all of those if it wasn't for the necessity of doing so, really. Yeah, but no, no me neither. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I never thought I would. When someone suggested it to to me, uh, I I was quite reticent in doing that. But um, it's actually the one I enjoy doing most now, and the one which I find most most valuable in terms of feedback from there as well. So yeah, I think once you once you've got got over the idea of you know videoing yourself and speaking to the camera, uh, once you've crossed that threshold, things get a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I've found that with the 
I, I kind of got on the TikTok funnily enough and, and thought, oh, I don't know whether I want to be doing this. And then and then as it went on, I kind of thought, oh, you know what? And then obviously I started the podcast because after that, a bit of audio doesn't seem so bad to be quite oh, honest. Absolutely. You, yeah. Know? Yeah. you know, I thought, you know, it's 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 actually fine. It's yeah. a gateway drug to podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think a lot of these things I've often said to my daughters, I've got two grown up children. Me um, too. And they are, you know, when they were sort of going for job interviews or any of these kinds of things that they, they go off, my advice was always just be yourself. Yeah, and they said, well, I said, just don't worry about any of it. Just be mm. yourself. And if yourself isn't what people want, then that's not the job for you. Just go in and just be yourself. You're fine. Yeah. And I would say the same thing for social media as well. And I think that's what, you know, when I've looked at your things, I thought, you know, you're just you're just there at your desk going, oh, you know, or or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that's what comes across. I think you've just got to relax mm. and be yourself. And I think if we if we try to be something else it's it's incredibly you know when you see some people on there trying to pretend something that they're not or well i'm not going to be doing any funny dances or anything like that that's for sure yes exactly you've just got you've got to kind of work within your parameters haven't you yeah yeah and uh, possibly at my age all my dancing's funny now you know but (laughs) me too but but i think yeah i think that's that's i think that's the trick just Mm. just be yourself and whatever that is i think it's i think it's fine really it's about having there's there's a certain honesty to social media that i think people don't always get Mm. yeah 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 did you want to talk about your poetry or any of that kind of thing? Well, my poetry, um, I very rarely write poetry, really. So, um, but just occasionally, it's only when the muse strikes me, really. So that uh, there's little bits in um, my Toxandrian novels, uh, perhaps rather more in that which the deep heart knows, and one at the beginning of the new book. Um, but really, just I, I quite like doing it when an idea comes, but I can't make myself do it. It's the same with writing generally. If I, that I would hate to be a professional writer in the sense that you are employed by somebody to do it, because I'm sure that if someone said, I want 2,000 words out of you by today, I just wouldn't be able to do it. And it's the same with poetry. Do you find the same? Uh, yes. Uh, I can, I've written quite a few magazine articles in the, oh, in okay. the past, not recently, but. I used to do quite a few for mm. writers' magazines and and yeah. um, uh, psychologies and diff- different ones. I can't even think. Mm. And uh, I, I generally don't like to have a deadline. So so if I got if I pitched to the editor and they gave me um, a run of say writing mm. about self publishing or whatever it was, I'd rather write them all of the articles, which is what I usually mm. do, and then I just give them all. I oh, don't yeah. go. I don't go. I'm. I've got to get this in by the end of the month because I don't I don't want to do deadlines. I've done enough of that with teaching. I don't want anybody saying Absolutely, yeah. this is the thing. It's a bit like the podcasting. Like I'm having a big old couple of weeks where I'm doing, you know, podcast, you know, I'm recording every day and and um, doing the editing, getting it out there and, and putting them up. And I'll do that for a couple of weeks. And then and then I won't look at it for three months because I'm mm. so ahead that I, I can just yeah. leave it apart from putting the ads up, you know. You know, and that, and I'd much rather work to my own, dance to my own tune. I think, yeah, too I old to do anything else. That's the that's the uh, the beauty of being indie. 
Yes. Isn't it? You yeah. Think yourself. If I, I mean, I try to write a, at least a thousand words a day, um, but if I don't, well, that's <laughs> that's yeah. just the way it goes. I will feel terribly guilty, um, but um it doesn't have to happen so there's no real pressure on me to do so yeah and I think it's the same with the social media there's there's I had a funny week last week where I just really didn't want to play I just Mm. thought I actually I picked my phone up I thought you know what today's and every day was today wasn't the day and I I don't think I was hardly on anything last week Mm. particularly much and you know what nobody died you exactly. know my account my accounts are still there when i picked it up yeah. again off it went yeah. and and you know i'm more in the mood this week and sometimes you've just got to go yeah go today to, yeah today yeah. i'm not writing today i'm just um having said that i do think you need to um i think i don't think you should wait for the muse for sort of general writing i, d- I do think mm. you have to get in your office and get on with it you know i, yeah. I don't i don't think you know I, th- I think if you sit yourself down in front of the computer something will come yeah, well, I don't. I mean, I tend to. I don't know about you, but my my um, my ideas for writing uh, are you know, gestating all the time. Really, mm-hmm. so I'm always ahead of where I need to be. And there's that sweet spot between waking and sleeping where I, I tend to be at my most creative, and that's where the ideas come. So that um, I've always got something in mind to write the next day. Essentially, do you find that 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 same kind of fringes of your consciousness i'm I'm always ticking away yes yes i'm always staring into space and thinking about what what it is Mm. what i is i'm trying i'm always imagining stuff all the time but but i'm i'm you sound like a bit like a morning person there martin i always i'm my i always write in the morning no not for me no about after lunch i might get through it i do all the other stuff i walk the dog do the chores uh do the social media do the emails you know any other stuff and but then the creativity uh, really I, I need a lot more coffee before i can really get cracking oh, right. really <laughs> yeah yeah no not a morning person at all absolute monosyllabic and um you know unable to really and that's why i don't really do podcasting until 11 because i'm just mm. not with it i've never been a morning person yeah so um brilliant and i'll put the obviously all the links in the show notes and thanks for coming on the podcast it's been lovely to talk to you Thank you very much for having me. It's been uh, it's been brilliant. Really enjoyed it. So lovely to talk to a fellow fantasy writer and artist. I really enjoyed chatting to Martin. And you can find Martin on his website at www.mdukes-wildestdreams.com. And as usual, I'll put the notes, I'll put all that in the show notes. And you can find the show notes on my website, djbowmansmith.com. And you can also find it on the Podbean website um where there's a there's a little um page for the words and pictures podcast if you want to go and make comments or have a look at that there's some odds and ends on there for you too so yeah lovely to talk to him and um wish him all the best with his new stuff so next week my guest is marcia clayton she's an author of historical romance books and they're set in devon which is not too far away from where i live so i'll be interested to have a chat with her so that's it then that's another week sorted out um Have a good week and don't forget the Words and Pictures podcast comes out every Monday. Tell your friends um, and it's been lovely to talk to you. In the meantime, I'm DJ Bowman Smith. You can find me at www.djbowmansmith.com or as a children's author at tigermolly.com. And um, this has been the Words and Pictures podcast. Until next time. Bye bye.